2: Coming to you live from our houses in Los Angeles, California, it's Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. Tonight, The Chronic Cough. Have you experienced, <coughs> excuse me, the sensation of your airways becoming clogged? <coughs> pardon me. Airways clogged with mucus or foreign particles? <coughs> and it won't go away no matter what. <coughs> well paula poundstone has had a chronic cough for decades (coughs) i'm so sorry and tonight we have an expert in the chronic (coughs) damn it chronic (coughs) cough forgive me we had an expert doctor lined up to appear to share with us how to get rid of the chronic cough and paula for some reason refused to have the expert on Damn it, Poundstone, I needed that doctor. Paula will cough up what went down the wrong way with the expert. Plus, ant stories. No, not tales of you social insects crawling all over your picnic tables, but stories of your family's ants crawling under the table. I'm Adam Felber, the man who tries to keep this show's conversation tickling our listeners through the inspiratory phase, tracking topics through the compressive phase, and then releasing the discussion in the expiratory phase. And now, please welcome the woman who specializes in conversational reflux, it's Paula Poundstone! Hey! Yay! Yes. <laughs> Pretty
0: Hey, you guys! Paula! So nice to be with you, and, and the nobodies. It has been the worst week. Just a lot of stuff going wrong, you know, and a lot of stuff that requires stupid emailing and, uh, you know, phone calls and phone calls and more stupid emailing and stress. At one point, um, at one point, Bonnie emailed me. Saying, Bonnie Burns uh, your
2: your your manager Bonnie Burns our producer Captain Crinkle
0: At one point Bonnie Burns emailed me uh asking me about times when I could uh meet uh, you know uh, on a conference call with her and uh, and a guy named John Cohn. And Not John uh, Combs. John Cohn, Yeah who was going to meet wow. with John Cohn. and just over the phone right And Right um, but I can't get a meeting
2: with John Combs.
0: No so I read this email and um, and so I read the email, and at the same time, uh, I guess while I had been on another call, uh, um, a message had come in. And so I pressed uh, the voicemail button, and I'm listening to a message. But because I was so addled, I forgot that I was listening to a message. So... I hear Bonnie's voice on the phone say, I'm going to email you some times for John Cohn. And I said into the phone, didn't you email me already? And, and then her voice on the message says, we just need to get this cleaned up. And I said, wait, didn't you email me already? And then she goes, so if you could. And I go, Bonnie, hold on. And then I realized... I was yelling at a message. Wow. I was so frustrated and angry that I literally, and then all of a sudden it dawned on me what I had done. And partly, I have to confess, part of it is because I was doing more than one thing at one time and I got oh, confused about what I was doing. I wouldn't know, but I mean, I was reading emails and listening to the voicemail at the same time. Uh, Just multitasking, you know, Paula. Y- your brain—there's no such thing as multitasking. Your brain can only do one thing. That's how it goes. So,
2: lesson learned <laughs> well, over and I over. I hope you got and- over your anger at Bonnie. Uh,
0: yeah. No, I I, 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 no, I figured out that it was
2: me right away.
3: Okay. Well, all right. I'd like well, I would like Burns to say, Bonnie Burns here. This is a surprise. Yes. Bonnie
2: Burns, welcome I- to the show. What's <laughs> up?
3: I wanted to say about, you know, Paula dogs me all the time about multitasking, and I think it's really okay to multitask. I think when I was younger, I could do it really well. And now that I'm you older, I have never a- did it well, because there is
0: <laughs> no such thing. Well, that I just you it well. I Googled it. I Googled, well. it.
1: I Googled it. Your brain can't focus on more than one task at a time. Tony,
3: why are you googling? <laughs> well, there she goes. She's confirming that that she.
2: <laughs> this, this is a rabbit hole okay. I don't want to go down. Anyway,
3: here's <laughs> an example. Okay, just the, to prove Paula right, because I think sometimes I did do it. Okay, so
0: you never did it. Okay, because it cannot <laughs> be done. <laughs> okay, so
1: neurological tun- science has told us your brain can't focus right, on two fine. things at once.
3: Okay, Bill Clinton could do the crossword puzzle, the New York Times crossword puzzle and have like, you know, a cabinet meeting at the same yep. time. It's Thanks, true. Adam.
0: Okay, you can have No, not a only lead- that, Will, yes.
3: Will Shorts
2: told me that he was he once got to go to the Oval Office and present Bill Clinton with a Saturday puzzle, which is the hardest of the daily puzzles. And he said that he – Bill Clinton took the puzzle and then took a call. I think it was from like Arafat or something. And so he's on the call talking about policy and doing the crossword puzzle. And Will timed and the crossword puzzle took him something like 90 seconds to do.
0: Uh, okay, but what uh, – Okay. <laughs> but the brain is switching back and forth from Arafat to – wasn't that just before we – we went to war with the Palestinians, <laughs> right? That, yeah. Um, well, look, yeah. I, wasn't that? Wasn't nobody bats a
2: thousand. <laughs> yeah, wasn't
0: that when we accidentally dumped some sort of bomb on the Palestinians? Yeah, that could have been. No, um, your brain goes back and forth between the two, and yeah, it's not. It doesn't focus on two things at once, and and instead, what it really does is sort of have like a brownout. You know, it's not at its highest capacity on either thing. So if President Clinton wanted to do the crossword, I mean, that's impressive that he did it in 90 seconds. But guess what? He could have done it in 45 seconds if he wasn't on the phone with Arafat.
2: And it might not have been Arafat. It might not have been 90 seconds. And I'm not sure it was Bill Clinton.
0: Are you I doing really something else to, while you're telling story? I was us doing something story? else when
2: Will was telling me the story. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. That see, that's a problem. That's a big problem. Actually it
2: might not have been Will Shorts now that I think of it. No, it was
0: uh
3: <laughs>
2: It was
0: Barney.
3: the No wait, cool. I have to do my story, which might not even make the light of day, but since I started it, I'm gonna finish it. About I didn't know you were telling uh, us to. Oh, me. darn it, at some I point Paula's got to introduce our house band too. <laughs> okay. So yesterday t- were... I had a ton of work for Miss Poundstone. Actually, I had to catch up from uh, not having that bad tooth. So anyway, I'm working, working. It's very intense. We've had. Bonnie a had a dogs bad tooth.
0: Have... I don't think the listeners yeah, know that tooth. you had a bad tooth. Bonnie had no, a bad they tooth. Did. We talked house. about the listeners last know
2: week. that we have a house band as well?
0: N- no, Oops. she. Ha-
2: Oh, yeah. Hold on.
0: So, Bonnie. Okay.
2: I mean, I'm not multitasking. I am just vainly attempting to (laughs) to somehow manage this zoo that we call a show.
0: Before we go any further in Bonnie's fascinating story, I want to thank tonight's house band, returning champion, nobody, Sophie Taft on the Seprua. I don't know if I'm saying wow. that right. Uh, Seprua, that's a West African harp. Um, Fantastic! It, uh, thank you, Sophie Taft. It sounds great. Uh, really it does. appreciate your really appreciate your being here. Uh, I hope that you're not doing anything else at the same time. Um,
3: so, Bonnie, go ahead. No, I think it's we're good the way we are. No, my problem with the story is that it's, it's,
0: it's based on a false foundation. Every time this subject comes up, you say, well, Paula says you can't multitask. And then we get a confirmation from neuroscience that says, yes, you cannot. There's no such thing. And then Bonnie always goes, well, I think I did a long time ago. I, I, oh, that, you've said that so many times, and every single time I have to say, no, you didn't. Yeah.
3: You never did. I used to.
0: You, you never when was,
3: did. <laughs> when I was younger and managing you, I used to do the exercise bike. I had a little stand next to me, and I would, like, write on the computer while I was exercising, and your career went great.
0: So, yes, you can... <laughs> You can move your legs and do something else at the same time. That's true. Like you can okay. walk, right? You can you can move your legs. That's why they have that little gizmo now for people who don't get off the couch. What's it called? Like a cutie pie or something, oh, the little yeah. bicycle feet thing?
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you you know you're going to buy that thing and it's going to go in the closet right away. I'm not going to buy I'm that thing. You're not going to sit there and pedal that. I don't Did mean somebody-
0: you. Has anybody, has anybody that you, has? have you ever had like a, a male suitor who brought you that?
3: Do you want to hear the story?
0: Yes. Yes.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I can't wait. I, have I have can't no wait to hear <laughs> the story. It's not no going to be that it. good after this whole buildup. It's going to be not that good. Okay, here it is. I got news is. for you. The
2: buildup hasn't been that great either. But no, let's get I to know. The story. All of
3: it seems bad. <laughs> Okay, so my dogs have had this problem. I don't like to say the word, so I don't even know how to describe it. They haven't been going to the bathroom in a way that's very firm. Let's just say that for a few days. <laughs> well, okay. if you would just... There, there is a if word you would, for that. I don't like that word. If you okay, just said say diarrhea, it would be better I than that a whole, word. <laughs> yeah, but Instead, you did a paragraph. On the okay, on the fluid right. quality of of your dog. They've had diarrhea stool. for days. Okay, they've had oh. diarrhea for days, so we didn't want mm-hmm. to take them to the vet. So I've tried. No, a bunch why of would you? No. <laughs> well, it hasn't been that many days. Okay. No, when so- your
0: dog has diarrhea, of course you don't want to take it to the vet because diarrhea can be so pleasant for the whole family. Why would you want to take it to the vet? <laughs>
2: okay. I know. I remember when our dogs used to get. Diarrhea, the whole family would gather around at night. It was so much fun. Some of my warmest family memories are
0: Yeah. It's it's part of our holiday tradition. Um, you know, yeah. we found that milk bones gave our dogs diarrhea. And so always in the Christmas Ours stocking. Too.
2: There were Oh, uh, the Christmas milk bone, yes.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Especially and, you when know, they do it like on their bed.
3: Oh, on their bed. oh. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Know, on their beds took a dog dark bed. turn.
0: No, my dogs don't have my dogs don't have beds. Um, oh, they do it on their little stove. My dogs have a little stove um, because they cook. <laughs> <laughs> no, my dogs don't have a bed.
2: All right, so Bonnie, you, you, your dogs your dogs were suffering from this condition, and and what I right, would have done okay. is make them some rice. So like I mean, whatever rice they were for like
3: for three days or something. Okay, so then. I knew that you were supposed to give them rice. We didn't have rice, so I gave them noodles. They still had diarrhea. Ivy comes home. But noodles are not rice. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I know, but that's... That's not even approximation. That's not even (laughs) ballpark. And then I thought, like, you're supposed to mix it with, like, I don't know. We had yogurt in the refrigerator, but it was Ivy's, so when I... I was gonna put a little bit of that in with the noodles. Then I opened it and it was like yogurt with honey. And I thought, well, maybe a little would be okay. But okay, they <laughs> still have yeah, you, you gave so your dogs had diarrhea.
2: You wanted to give them plain yogurt and rice, and instead you fed them noodles
3: with honey yogurt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is what again fuck, fantastic. <laughs> so especially one of them, especially one of them now. He hasn't gone, like, it's been a couple of days now. He doesn't even have diarrhea. He just hasn't done anything. So, Well, yeah. Now I He's afraid to <laughs> poop
0: again, so to give him more of that food. You, <laughs>
3: you, you, literally, literally, scared
2: the, you literally scared the shit into him.
3: <laughs> okay. Bonnie, so now, I need my daughter, op- Ivy.
0: What? Try offering them some of those Butterfingers that you guys made.
3: Yeah, They'll, exactly. they'll never eat again. <laughs> okay, so now my daughter Ivy's been gone for four days. She comes home, and I told her on the phone, actually I go, you know, the dogs have had diarrhea. She goes, Mom, I'm trying to eat breakfast. Can you not <laughs> talk about that now? But anyway, she comes home, and, you know, she makes rice and she makes chicken, which was the right thing to give them, right? And she makes like a huge amount of rice and a huge amount of chicken. And she even commented on it. It was so much. She goes, oh my God, this is so much rice, so much chicken. Now I'm working really hard at the computer and she walks over to me and like I'm a four-year-old, she holds up this blue measuring cup and she goes, see this cup? You're going to give them Two of these of rice (laughs) and one of these of chicken. And I go, okay. And she says it again, just like that. Okay. So this morning comes, she's upstairs asleep and I go over, I can't find the cup. But I knew it was blue. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking all around the kitchen. I don't I'm know the cup. this is I don't gonna end cup. up
2: with you giving the you giving the dog something that is not rice and not a cup's worth.
3: No, she's gonna <laughs> make the noodles know? the noodles
0: honey <laughs> yogurt dish again.
3: Okay, so I'm looking, I'm looking, and our our normal measuring cups aren't blue. So I look around and I see this blue measuring cup in the sink. But it's one cup. So I pull out the rice, I pull out the chicken she had in the big bags, and I'm like, there's no way these dogs are getting two cups of rice each and one cup of chicken. That just seems like so much. But that's what she told me to give them. So I give each dog like <laughs> how did cups. we
2: end up here?
3: Is anybody else wondering <laughs> how we ended up with this story? Okay, I give it's them three cups of food. It's taking so long. We, we have a book club, <laughs> <laughs> Don't Anyway, we? then I, like, boiled water to, like, make it hot, and I put it down. <laughs> they wolf it down. Then a cleaning lady came. She takes them for a walk. She comes back. I go, did they poop? And she goes, no, neither one of them did. <laughs> I became down. When she found out how much I gave him, she goes, "Mom, probably not gonna poop for two days. You just gave him each two cups of rice. It's gonna take forever to get that out of there."
2: Oh my god!
3: <laughs> so I said, "Well, you said the blue cup," and and she goes, "Yeah, the blue one quarter of a cup. They were supposed yeah. to have one quarter of a cup." each. I love that earlier
2: in the story you were complaining that she was being patronizing when she was holding that cup in front of your face. (laughs) Like I'm a four year old. Like I don't know what a quarter cup looks like. Then then the next day you like lower a sack of rice into your dog's (laughs) balls. Like literally hours later.
0: Yeah.
3: (laughs) So there was not multitasking. (laughs) Working Multitasking working. I don't know. Um,
2: (laughs) All right. I hope Um, the one dog We barely have time for this, but I I, I want to call to call the book club to
0: order. Wait, I just I just have to ask one more thing. Did Bonnie tell you guys about going to the dentist? It turned out she had a plastic earbud thing stuck in her tooth.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not surprising.
0: Yeah, she just... body Plastic Earbud Burns. Um,
2: okay, oh, I'm my gosh. I'm the book club to order. And I'm going to oh, call good. it to close very soon. Um, but president this Tempura. Week, I just like I am that. President Pro Tem, not <laughs> Tempura. It's time for a Moby Dick book club. Um, this week, uh, because last week, I guess we... It's um, not the Moby um, Dick We all book read club. Cosmo instead of reading the book. Um, it's
0: it's and, the nobody to- listens... To Paula Poundstone Book Club, and we're reading Moby Dick. It's not the Moby Dick Book Club.
3: Yeah, okay. and it even has a name now. What? But does? I forget what it is. <laughs> <The> order. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we read chapters thirty-five through thirty-nine this week, as opposed yes. to Cosmo, which I think was a good choice. Um, in those chapters, Captain Ahab nails a doubloon to the mainmast. Uh, to be given to the first man who spots the great white whale. Um, And then at sunset, dusk, and first night, watch, we hear from Ahab, Starbuck, and then Stubb. We get their interior monologues, um, as it were. And I'm I'm calling this to order. Paula, what do you have to say?
0: I was so happy when we met Captain Ahab because Tony had been so angry a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) That we hadn't met him yet. And, I, I mean, she was she was pissed at the whole Melville family. She was like, how many chapters yeah. into the book are we, and we still haven't met Captain Ahab? And it's, it's I got bad news for you about meeting the whale. Um, it, it's not.
2: It's not a fast-paced novel.
0: No, it's not. Uh, it's not a fast-paced novel. But I was really happy for Tony, who I knew, so much hinged on meeting Captain Ahab. And, and, Tony, how was it for you when you did meet him?
1: <laughs> I felt overjoyed.
2: There you go. Did you? <laughs> so you read it?
1: Um, I skimmed it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, can I just point out we're only in chapter 39? There are 170 chapters. We've been doing this book club for four months now. Is anyone else concerned?
0: (laughs) No, not at all.
2: Yes. (laughs) Maybe if we stopped detouring into Cosmo and dog diarrhea, we'd have a chance of getting through this crap. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're not gonna finish this. We're not gonna finish this book until Bonnie's dogs poop. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that could that could be forever.
0: <laughs> no, I finished it already. I re-listened. I listened again to uh I was able to understand the layers so much better this time.
2: There's a lot of layers, but I have I have to say, I mean I I read those chapters. Captain Ahab is so obviously out of his fucking mind from the first moment he gets out there on the deck and starts talking about the white whale. I mean like that's when I'd want to leave. Well, they're on a boat,
0: in fairness.
2: (laughs) Right. But I think there will be opportunities to leave and to hop on other boats, and I I don't think anybody does. And it's just weird. Because that guy is crazier than a bag full of squirrels, like, obviously.
0: It's very Trumpian in that um, the whole ship has now been co-opted for one man's revenge.
2: Right. Very Trumpian. I think Paul is right. You know, I think ah- Ahab said it best when he was said, "Moby Dick has been very unfair to me. No captain has ever been treated so badly as me." <laughs> Other people look at the ship and they can't believe what they're seeing. They say, "How could a whale treat a man so it's never happened before?" Yeah, yeah.
0: I like it that he puts his um he, he puts his whalebone uh leg into this hole on the deck and then spins around.
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That is kind of a fun detail. I'll give you that. Hey, look at that. We talked about Moby Dick. Bonnie, you have anything to say about it?
3: Well, I read these a, a while ago too, and I was kind of prepared when we, you know, went a little off course here and did Cosmo, but I also really see the analogy to Trump, you know, when Ahab puts that doubloon on the mast, and, you know, Trump dangled that his people could get money. Yeah. If they followed him. Um, sure. But also. Mrs. McConnell. Just, yeah. But just uh, on a level uh, that I was surprised about, I didn't realize that those masks had such a tiny... Thing to stand on I mean I've seen those ships and a, read about them and seen them in a lot of movies and guys fall off of them I didn't really know that and then I'm a little embarrassed to admit I didn't realize they went out in those little boats to do the whaling I always thought they did it from the ship
2: oh no there's no way you could do it from a ship that it's that high off the water
3: well I get, get it those... but it had never occurred to me before well, so I, don't, I thought I don't, that, that was sure dramatic you know, it's Unlike funny me, you me, didn't
2: come from a whaling family.
3: No, you just <laughs> I, I came from a rowboat family. Y- you've told
0: you've told stories here today about continuing to insist <laughs> that you can multitask when you can't. You've told stories about overfeeding your dogs rice, um, <laughs> and and yet what you feel embarrassed about. Is not having realized that they used boats to whale.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, well, that- yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't see not realizing that they used boats to whale as something to be deeply
3: ashamed of. Well, that has to do with my intellect. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It has yes, to do with your, experience. your knowledge. No, it no, doesn't. It's not knowledge, knowledge, and
2: inter- intellect are not the same things and not did having much I? knowledge of 19th century whaling practices is nothing to be ashamed about, Bonnie Burns so I had
3: about. Tony Google <laughs> What All
2: right you I want to read Google? um Let's read uh, the the Moby Dick feedback from our absentee president Ken Lazevnik cuz he sent me Wait an a night letter want to from ask, Brooklyn I want to ask Bonnie one question Do you really? remember the
0: night you were you were in the shower with Zero Mustel and he said to <laughs> 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 Oh
3: my god Yes, and he what said did to you, say? And he, Paula, "Do you remember it the night Zero
2: Mustel. It was Topol.
3: Do you remember? <laughs> he went, no, it Zero <laughs> Mustel. You were in the shower with
0: Zero Mustel, and he said to you, What do you know about whaling? Do you remember that night? Do you remember how embarrassed you were?
3: He didn't say that. Oh, oh my said, mistake. He said, If I were a rich man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I told you it was Topol.
1: I um, knew I right. knew it was Zero
2: Musto. <laughs> all right. So this is from our president, Ken Lizebnik. Can I read this to you guys?
1: Um, hold on. I I oh, first wait. of all, I want to say something about Moby Dick.
2: What? Okay. Oh my yes. gosh.
1: I did read, you know what I did read word for word was Starbucks monologue. Because oh, and okay. I liked it. It felt real relatable.
0: In oh. what way? Because you have a son and a wife on shore?
2: <laughs> because you're on a voyage with a with an unreliable captain.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> oh is, is that Paula or Bonnie in this story?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Starbucks well, I- S- S- Go
1: ahead. No, I just think he, my favorite line is, but my whole clock's run down, my heart the all-controlling weight, I have no key to lift again.
2: Wow. (laughs) Thank you, Tony. You're welcome. uh, So you related to that. I don't think that's in there. I don't think (laughs) that's in this book. Uh,
0: Yes, it is. No, Tony, that's from Cosmo. Oh, for Christ's sakes.
2: Oh, you might have just read the Cosmo Advisor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Wait, in your version of Starbucks monologue, was he talking about finding his G spot by <laughs> curling his finger? <laughs> because if he was, then I think you were probably reading Cosmo.
0: Oh. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah.
1: Starbuck knows how to milk a prostate, right? <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's what I thought we'd left that all behind I uh, I opened up the door for that All right, now order everybody, order Because our president Ken Lizebnik Has sent an overnight letter from Brooklyn I am going to read it, come hell or high water now He says, quote My friends, I have some news Along with my partners Brian Bird and Michael Landon Jr I've sold a pilot to a streaming network I can't say anything more right now But I'll be taking a hiatus from the podcast While I pursue my own gold doubloon
0: Wow! When he says wow. I can't, I when he says I can't say anything more right now, it sounds like he's been kidnapped.
2: Ken, <laughs> if you're out there and you're in trouble, <laughs> no, I. Can't, no, no, Ken did tell us this yesterday, and it's and to me, it's very sad news to lose him even for a couple of months because, you know, as a, as a writer. I've never had anybody write for me. Well, maybe once or twice before, but it's an, a unique experience on this podcast is that Ken writes those fantastic flowery intros that I read every week and it's just been it's been a joy to do it and I'm I'm going to miss the heck out of that guy. Well,
0: then we're going to then we're going to have to all pool together our money and give it to his captors. Do, <laughs> yes. Does he say in the note where we make the drop?
2: Well, I, wherever Brian Bird and Michael Landon Jr. are, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's what we got to do. Um,
0: well, congratulations to Ken and uh, yes,
2: we're going to miss you, Mister Lazebnik.
3: Well, uh, yeah, um, I yeah. hope we can follow his progress. I'm I'm excited for him.
2: Progress?
3: He spent
0: he spent two months on chapter one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, and with that, I'm going to call. Our book club, whatever we're calling it, to a close.
3: <laughs> Yay, book club! Woo!
0: Paula, do you have
2: any words for us this week?
0: Lose a leg, lose I, a leg. I do, Adam. As you as you have predicted, Adam, I have a word. It's immutable. It's an adjective that means not changing or able to be changed. Hold it. I need to get my. I gotta whip out my Glock. Um. Here, I'll use it in a sentence. I'm afraid the lust for money and power is an immutable characteristic of high-ranking Republicans. Immutable. It's got the word table in it. A stiff, inflexible table. Immutable. You know, if you had a table that bent or changed and drop your food or your cards or your kids' school books or jackets or the mail shit that piles up on a table. Nope. <laughs> you don't want a table that changes. So immutable—it's
2: not changing
0: or able to be changed. Got that? Thank you for that.
2: That's a immutable. great uh, explanatory digression. Thank you, Paula.
0: Uh, let's let's put it right into our vocabulary song. Oh, let's. Uh, wait a minute. Wait. Wait a minute. Uh, who is it? I'll give you a hint. I tumbled out of bed and stumbled to the kitchen. Oh my gosh. It's Jolly Holly Rescue Dolly Parton. Hey, get that tennis ball away from me.
2: (laughs) Oh, my gosh, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton, welcome to our show.
0: It's so funny that you're here. I was just about to sing a song. Well, I'd love to sing a song with you, Paula. Uh, It was just a vocabulary song. Adam doesn't think it's very good. Well, I've heard it before. I think it's wonderful.
2: Um, oh, wow. Now uh, I'm the bad guy. Oh,
0: Adam Filber, you're not the bad guy.
2: Well, <laughs> oh, thank you, Dolly. Let me say I'm a huge fan of yours. Well, thank
0: you, Adam Filber.
2: <laughs> oh, Paula,
0: that's not the right note. I can't remember. I'm so nervous with Dolly Parton here.
2: <laughs> there you go.
0: This week's word is immutable. It's an adjective that means not changing or able to be changed. What if the furniture on the Titanic couldn't be rearranged? Last week's word was ultracrepidarian. It's an adjective that means expressing opinions on matters outside the scope of one's knowledge or expertise. It's also a noun that means someone you'd describe as ultra Ultra. Ultra-crepidarian, ultra-crepidarian, I think it's safe to eat that uncooked carrion. Back to you, Paula. (laughs) The week before that, the word was insensate. It's an adjective that means lacking sympathy or compassion, unfeeling. Get up and do all my chores, even though you're still healing. Take it, Dolly. (laughs) <laughs> Going back before that, the word was assiduous. It's an adjective that means showing her done with thoroughness and great care. Like, like how, how she I carefully, carefully backcombs back her hair. <laughs> and not long ago, we had love her. It's a noun that means a heavy, clumsy, stupid person. Once you've called a friend that, your relationship may worsen. Never do that to you, dolly. Let's never forget Free, which Paula pronounced wrong until nobody, James Hyder, corrected her. It's a noun that means confused jumbler, medley of things. Hodgepodge, who's podge, hodgepodge. Adam Adam doesn't doesn't think think my song is replicable. Replicable, replicable. But I I do. do, I do, I do. Dolly does. Paula does. Thank you, Dolly. Woo! Woo! Dolly, thank you so much. What an honor to get to sing with you. Well, thank you, Paula. I haven't had that good a time since the hog ate my little brother. It was what (laughs) us folks in Tennessee call just plain fun. I'm sorry about what my dog's tennis ball did to your dress. Oh, that's all right. I can get another. I'll let you guys get on with your podcast now. Bye, Adam. Bye, Captain Crinkle. Bye, Tony. Read your Moby Dick chapters now, you. Goodbye, Paula. We'll sing together again sometime.
2: <laughs> all right. <laughs> Coming up, John Philpot Curran says, My dear doctor, I am surprised to hear you say I'm coughing very badly, as I have been practicing all night. How to get rid of that chronic cough that might be next on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone.
0: I buy you socks and I don't know where they go.
2: <laughs> Thank you, House Band Sophie Taft, Paula. Paula Poundstone, you have had a chronic cough for years. Ever since I've known you, you have had a cough.
0: Yeah, I've had I've had
2: a cough for about I don't know, 40 years. <laughs> yep, and then and that's a long time to have a cough. And um we decided on the show that we were going to do something about it, and uh, Ken Lezebnik located an expert on chronic coughs, and everything was all set to go, and now what what has happened?
0: Well, here's what happened. So, as I told you, last week was a difficult—it's been a difficult week. So, Tony emails me, Tony Anita Hull, who books our guests. Mm-hmm. She, she, she contacted Dr. Tanya Jones— and she emails me. So I'm, I'm going to read you the series of emails. This is part of what I was going through on the day when I was yelling at Bonnie on voicemail.
2: When you were yelling at Bonnie's voicemail, yes.
0: Yeah. Hi, Paula. I would like you to meet Dr. Tanya Jones. As we discussed, Dr. Jones is our guest next week, and she will be doing a consultation with you about your cough. Sorry. Dr. Jones, thank you so much. I will let you and Paula find a time that works best for y'all. Thank you both so much. Tony. Uh, Then I get this email from Bonnie. Paula, have you had a chance to set up getting with the cough doctor? Tony's swamped and can't facilitate. She sent me this note. Uh, Here's the note from Tony. Hey, Bonnie, as I mentioned, I swamped. Until Saturday, and I'm wondering (laughs) if you could check in with Paula about the guest and the consult. I'm not sure what's happening, and also not sure how to intervene to help. Thanks. Then I get this email. Dear Cheryl... This is all fine so far. Yeah. Dear Cheryl... Well, it's not fine. There's already been three unnecessary emails. Dear Cheryl, Paula, and Tony... It is not possible for a producer to do the consult. It has to be the person with the cough. If we set up the half-hour consultation, Paula, then you can fill out the intake form, which gives me enough information to actually be helpful. This process really cannot be done during the interview Tuesday because the specific questions would take too much time. I am not demanding this, but I strongly advise that you set up a time for the consult. Filling out the intake form after scheduling. You can record the consultation if you, Paula, agree to that. But under normal circumstances, that is privileged doctor-patient communication. All. If Paula wants me to help her, I really believe this is the best way to go. Failing that, I can just do the interview on Tuesday cold. Now, what I want the listeners to be thinking about, if you can imagine in your heads what it would be like for me to have just plain had one phone conversation with Dr. Jones. Pretend there is no email. Uh, Here's the next email from Cheryl Saban. Hi, team. Dr. Jones, can you please coordinate with Cheryl P. about this? Cheryl P., Dr. J. wants to schedule a Zoom referenced as 30-minute consultation with someone who is going to be interviewing her. Options would be to just send her your Zoom link and you both log in at that time or give her a coupon code from Acuity. Dr. J., if you have questions or need help getting this done, please reach out to Cheryl. (laughs) <laughs> then I write, I got, I, so I get Cheryl's phone number off the bottom of this email. And I write, Cheryl, I tried to leave you a message, but your mailbox was full. Please call me at 310 111 4429 to set up okay. a consult with Tanya Jones. Thanks, Paula okay. Poundstone. Okay. Hi, Paula. <laughs> a note from Cheryl. Hi, Paula. Not to confuse you with yet another Cheryl, but my name is Cheryl Austin. I will be the one discussing with Dr. Jones
1: the best
0: way to get you set up for the consultation. Oh boy. I'll be in touch with you tomorrow after my call with her. Really? So you're going to have a call with her, Cheryl? Because that's what I was longing for. Uh, best Cheryl Austin, <laughs> Director of Client Services. Uh, then okay. I wrote to the good doctor Tanya, thanks for agreeing to do my podcast. I tried to call Cheryl, but her mailbox was full. So I emailed her my phone number. I'm flexible all day Saturday. I can do any time today, Thursday, and Friday after 2 p.m. Anytime. It's embarrassing how available I am. Paula Poundstone. Then oh, wow. uh, you abased uh, yourself. Now, a message. Now, excuse me. Now, another email from Dr. Tanya Jones to Cheryl, Cheryl, and me. Hi, Paula. Will three o'clock tomorrow work for you? Once my staff opens the spot, go on. Dr. Jones <laughs> and make an appointment for three o'clock and we will reimburse you. You probably have to put a credit card in. Please fill out the intake form as it will help steer us in the right direction. I look forward to talking with you. Really? Oh, because my God. You could have called me any fucking time, Dr. Jones. My cell is 345-476-8920. If you need anything or want to chat, best, Tanya. Well, yeah, I do want to chat. Couldn't we just talk, Tanya? Now I wrote back to Tanya. Tanya, I can't do online forms. I'm not good at it. I get halfway through and the first answers disappear. It causes stress. I can answer questions out loud, but that's where my skill doc ends. Paula Poundstone. So, here's another email from Cheryl. Hi, all. 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time has been opened up for tomorrow. Polly, you should be able to schedule now. Let us know if you have any questions. <laughs> Cheryl. And, and here's another one. But you one just from, told them you're not going to fill out that stuff. Well, yes, but that was from Cheryl. Now, uh, now uh, here's to me from Dr. Jones. Hi, go ahead and book 3 o'clock. At least take a look at the form. I look forward to talking with you tomorrow. Best. Tanya Jones.
2: That sounds reasonable.
0: None of this is reasonable. One fucking (laughs) phone call.
2: (laughs) All you had
0: to do was talk to me on the phone. If you needed 30 minutes, I'll give you 30. One phone call. We needed no Cheryl's. She had two Cheryl's. We needed zero Cheryl's. (laughs) We just needed to talk on the phone. She could say to me, is it a dry cough? And I could say sometimes. And she could say, is it a productive cough? And I could say, I got a lot of shit done yesterday. I I don't understand (laughs) how.
2: Well, did did you look at the questions?
0: No, I never did. Because I'm not going to do an online form. And then finally, I got on the phone with one of the Cheryl's. One of the Cheryl's did call me. And by this time, I was truly, I was so stressed out. I said, Cheryl, I I know you're not the person I should be going off on, but what I don't understand is, why do I have to go online? I have a cough. I wanted to talk to the doctor. (laughs) Can't... (laughs) Can't I just talk to her? I said, Cheryl. When I if if you say to me three o'clock tomorrow, then I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up, take a pencil, and write it into my calendar. How come everyone else can't do the same fucking thing, Cheryl? And she wow. said, uh, she said, you know, really, um, I work for an advertising agency. Uh what? she said, yeah, that's what she said. She said we're. Uh, we're the doctor's advertising agency. And she goes, but we're good friends. And and I just, why am I talking to the doctor's <laughs> advertising agency? It was so frustrating. And so then I wrote to Bonnie. I sent an email because I tried to call both Bonnie and Tony and Bonnie was at the dentist having the ear, uh, the the uh, earbud,
2: earbud pulled out of her plastic mouth yeah. thing
0: pulled out of her tooth and Tony had driven to a so this remote town that she goes to sometimes just to relax and she had gone way up to to a, a bluff there's a, a, a bluff somewhere she yeah. likes to go up on and she was reading uh mo- she had moby dick on the outside and then cosmopolitan wedged on the inside of the book sure uh, in case anybody drove That's by and realized what she was doing So I couldn't reach anybody and so I wrote to them and I just said, you know what? I would rather here's my feeling I would rather cough for the rest of my fucking life than fill out an online form.
2: (laughs) Well that's an exciting story.
0: And Ken says that he got help from this person and he said he had to change his diet. He, He said, well I'll just give you one tip. He goes, don't don't drink any soda for four hours before you go to sleep. I said, "Ken,
2: sounds reasonable."
0: Before I go to bed, I go to the refrigerator and take two fresh diet sodas and put them beside where I sleep. And then the half one that I've been working on, I put that beside that. At least, at least two nights a week, I spill and have to get up <laughs> <laughs> and clean up a spilled <laughs> soda. <laughs> There's no way I'm changing my... (laughs) There's no way I'm changing my diet. No fucking way I'm changing my diet. Yeah, I don't
2: think this doctor could have helped you then.
3: (laughs) I'm not changing
0: my diet, and I'm not filling out an online form, and I'm not reading some doctor's website. I'm not doing it. You you know what? What? This is my feeling, Dr. Jones. I'd love to talk to you about coughs, but you give me a fucking pill. That's what I want. Right. (laughs) <clears throat> no, I. you know, the truth <laughs> is my my cough has been died. I, I have as asthma and allergies. That's what I have.
2: And, well, um, I don't think that's true. And I'll tell you something, Paula. What
0: do you mean you I've don't think that's
2: true? I've got a surprise for you. I'm not going to take your word for it because we have, in lieu of having an actual guest on this show, we have gotten in touch with two medical experts who researched, maybe while multitasking, um, your condition, and they are going to diagnose you when we come back from our break. We're going to have doctors Bonnie Burns and Dr. Tony Anita Hull um, come in here and consult with you and and cure your chronic cough once and for all.
0: Well, they are so... I don't think I'm overselling
2: it when I say there is no chance that you will have a cough after meeting with these two.
0: These are very... They are so highly regarded in the medical community. (laughs) Yes. I'm sure this next uh, few minutes will be covered b- by Blue Cross.
2: <laughs> I'm sure it will be. <laughs> Ralph Richardson said acting is merely the art of keeping a large group of people from coughing. Stay tuned to hear us cough up more information about this ailment when we return with our medical experts right after this. <laughs> The Cat of the Week is the Divine Miss Whiskers from Lawrence, Kansas. And, uh, and we're back now. Paula, you went ahead and blocked our medical expert from appearing here tonight. <laughs> but I think you had good cause. <laughs> well, um... I, I wouldn't say I blocked. It wasn't, it was,
0: I, I bowed out. I, I you that's what out. I did. You opted I opted out
2: of out. our weekly interview. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is, did you I, know, I think, did... good for your mental health, not so great for our podcast. But we have a solution.
0: Wait, I just want to tell you one more thing. When Cheryl from the advertising department was talking to me, she just kept coughing and coughing. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, how good can that doctor be? Because she's personal friends with that doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Now, uh, Paula, um, we've got Dr. Burns and Hull, and they're ready to give you uh, their own expert analysis of your chronic cough. So without further ado, let's bring to the microphones, with their report and their analysis of your coughing, it's Dr. Mm -hmm. Tony Anita Hull and Dr. Bonnie Burns. Welcome.
3: (laughs) Well, Adam and Paula, thank you. Thank you very much for inviting Tony and myself here. I'm not really a doctor, but I know a, a lot on this topic and I'm happy to share my information with you. And before we start, I, I have a little something just to get us in the mood.
2: What the hell was that? Did you give yourself a theme song for this segment?
0: Was that t- was that was that Tony singing? Here. Yeah.
2: Now, um, I can't.
3: <laughs> I can't hear
2: those lyrics. Can you tell me what is being sung there?
3: Cough, cough, cough. I can't remember. The
0: lyrics. <laughs> it sounded like Tony singing. Tony, Wait. were you singing? That was
1: yes, not
3: so- me singing. Oh, was come it? on! You could have lied.
1: Oh, I know. I'm not good at lying sometimes.
3: So, who was that singing? <laughs>
0: but sometimes you're really good at it. That's good. That's good.
2: <laughs> yeah, not half an hour ago she she came right out and said that she read those chapters. Yeah.
3: That's okay, good. Well, I said I okay, go them. ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Dr. Burns. I remember the lyrics. Cough, cough, cough. Doctor, help me please, cuz I need your help.
2: Wow. Now, where did that theme song come from, Bonnie?
3: Adam, I I have my ways. <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> I thought it would be an interesting question to answer, but apparently not. Um, all right. Well, let's <laughs> then okay. get straight to the medical help. I'm
3: I'm going to get right into this because, well, I actually am not aware that Paula's ha- had a cough for 40 years. I've only worked with her for about 25 years. And I only recall the cough for about 12 or 14 years. Is that correct, Paula? Um, no.
0: No, Dr. Burns. I've had a cough for about 40 years. Okay. So
3: here's the thing about a cough. (laughs) Uh, A cough clears irritants from our bodies. So a cough is actually useful. But a chronic cough, and that's a cough that lasts eight weeks or longer in adults. For children, it would be two weeks or longer. That's how they define a chronic cough. And in, and in, in your many... medical opinion, is
2: 40 years longer than <laughs> yeah. eight weeks?
3: Yes, I, it, it, it is. And I would thank, say. Thank
2: you, Dr. Burns. Yeah,
3: since a chronic cough is something that goes on longer than eight weeks, that usually indicates that there's a medical problem. And everyone says that it's essential to seek medical advice.
2: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so your considered opinion, doctor, is that one should seek medical advice for a medical problem.
3: Well, yes. After eight weeks of chronic cough. Let me ask you something. How
0: many years did you go to med school to come up with that theory? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've asked around. I, I feel like, like I really blame Oprah for giving us Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil- but now I yeah. feel kind of guilty that I've done the same thing. I've given us you You've just Dr. unleashed <laughs> Dr.
2: Bonnie on the world.
0: Dr. Burns okay. and Dr. Hull.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not a smoker, the three common causes of chronic cough are allergies, acid reflux, which is uh, related to your diet, which is a thing that Ken mentioned, and asthma. Now, when you said asthma, I was a little surprised because I didn't know that you had that uh but those are the those are the three most common causes of uh chronic cough now dr
0: burns dr Dr. burns dr burns do you know why you didn't know that i have asthma (laughs) because
1: because because i
0: multitask
2: yeah that would be well (laughs)
0: perhaps i'm sure i've said it before but you don't know that i have asthma because you are not my doctor (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
3: oh, <okay. laughs> all right but, but i'm here but Hala, in, point, in point of
2: fact you have you have said as <laughs> like, allergies as your explanation many a time
3: yeah okay so here's the thing about acid reflex which is also called gastroesophageal reflex disease or GERD for short and what happens is the stomach acid flows back into the tube that connects your stomach and throat and the constant irritation can lead to chronic coughing. And the coughing worsens. Yep, that's in not turn what's wrong with worsens. me. No, let me just finish. Yeah. So, here are the foods you're supposed to avoid because this is what causes this cycle. Mm-hmm. Caffeine is like one of the biggest ones. And what mm-hmm. is full of caffeine? Oh, 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 I know this one. I know this one. Um, Dr. Burns, call me. Dr. Burns,
2: uh, call uh, me. Adam, I know this no, one. No, I have Adam I, Felber. The answer is Diet Pepsi. It is.
0: Uh, I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a caffeine pillow.
3: Shit. No, uh, it's not. And caffeine ravioli. Caffeine ravioli. It works in two bad ways. Not only does it create like the acid reflux—that's something you're supposed to avoid—but also one thing that thins mucus is to hydrate. But one thing that caffeine does is. Soak up liquid, so it makes you dehydrated. The more caffeine you have, oh, oh, it's a that? diuretic, huh? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. That's the word. And then they tell you to avoid Didn't... sugar, <laughs> chocolate, avoid sugar,
0: milk. Oh, for yeah. Christ's sakes, Sh- what? sugar! <laughs> why not just freeze myself? Why not just? Why not just go to one of those cryogenic places? Avoid sugar. Um. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Doctor Burns, let me ask you something. Dr. Oz had his own magazine for a little while. Are you
3: going to do that? <laughs> no. No. And I'm going to – and here's the other thing. Avoid milk. I don't think you eat that many dairy products, but – I don't eat any dairy products. Okay. Well, there you go. But yeah. just for you know why?
0: Do you know why, why I don't eat any dairy products? Because the purpose of, of dairy or milk – the purpose of cow's milk is to fatten up a baby bovine. Right. So, and? I, I, it's not entirely true that I don't eat any. <laughs> once, once a year, I'll, I'll have an ice cream from Captain Dusty's in Manchester, Massachusetts. But outside of that, I do not, I do not eat dairy. In fact, I recently started having Cheerios with water.
2: So, Dr. Burns... <laughs> that that's disgusting Dr burns um you you're you're suggesting that Paula might it might not just be asthma and allergies but there might be a dietary component that's giving her acid reflux
3: I am and since acid reflux and asthma are two of the three most common causes of chronic cough and then allergies which are one of the common causes of allergies are dust. Uh, that seems to me like a perfect storm for... I think you've costs. really
0: stumbled. You've stumbled onto something wow. here because allergies, acid reflex, and what was the other one? Asthma. All Asthma. start with the letter A. And then dairy <laughs> starts with a D. And then dust starts with a D. And so you... This is... For, this. What do they call this? This is, this is
2: pretty good stuff, Paula. This and is forensic I, I'm going to urge medicine. you to think about what it. What
0: you've been able to do here is... Did you work on Operation Warp Speed? Because what you've been able to do with medical science yeah. here...
2: <laughs> it's pretty amazing.
0: It's unbel- um, I think let, when people be, realize but before we pass judgment... Yeah.
2: We, we still have a report coming from Dr. Hull. Yeah.
0: I need yeah. to
3: turn it over to my colleague.
0: Yeah. I would... I would trust Dr. Hull a lot more if she hadn't just moments ago confessed that sometimes she's not good at lying. Oh my God. All right,
2: well, Dr. Hull, why don't you um, mosey on up to the deathbed here and uh, tell us what's going on?
1: So my best friend uh, of 20-something years is a doctor, Dr. Katie Meckler. From Jefferson Hospital in Philadelphia, she does work in hospice, but I feel like I've gotten a lot of knowledge from her. On okay,
0: I don't really think I'm in the stuff. hospice phase yet, Doctor
2: Hull. <laughs> but oh, poor thing, she's she doesn't even understand the gravity of her condition. Please, Doctor Hull, continue. I'll try to talk to her later.
0: <laughs> Doctor Hull, yes, Paula. I really that's right. You're fine, fine Paula. I, you're... I have a cough, no, but I don't feel bad. You're fine,
2: Slugger. You're fine. You're going to oh be okay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go out to the park together like we always did. You'll see.
0: You're going to be no. fine. No, Adam, I really yeah. do. It. Adam, I really do feel fine. <laughs> No, no, no! You're gonna be great. We're gonna we're gonna go
2: running together. <laughs> we're gonna go running around the town. Just run like the wind. What? I, I can't
0: run, but I I feel fine. I'm telling you, I feel fine. <laughs> you're gonna be great, Doctor Hull. I, I just have a cough.
1: <laughs> okay, so.
0: Go ahead, Doctor Hall. So I
1: have, I have, I okay. So I have several questions for you, but you don't have to fill them out online. I tell
0: you what, put them online, and I'll get back to you at about three (laughs) o'clock on Thursday. The only way she
2: answers questions now.
0: It's the only way I can do it, and I need to, uh, I need to open an account, and I need to create a password, and the password has to be secure. So I want to use a lot of numbers and letters. (laughs)
2: <laughs> but failing that Tony why don't you ask her some live questions I'm sure uh, okay you know in, you in what time are... Paula has left I'd love her to, for her to be able to answer a few questions no I'm fine okay. Adam I'm telling you I'm <laughs> fine
0: you're not sure wait. you are we'll go to the I beach you always like the beach you always like the beach no I never really liked the beach that much I, I, you I don't, don't like don't have sand. bluish
1: skin right no bluish skin
0: No, I have no bluish skin.
1: And you're conscious. Yeah. um,
2: These are good questions. Paula, try to answer them.
0: These are the questions that you... These are the these are the questions that you go through when you find someone <laughs> unconscious on the side of the road. These are not okay. chronic so cough questions. I just wanted to no. I wanted to make I, sure that nothing was blocking your airway before no, I started. No, No, okay. phlegm is blocking my airway. Flemish. Fl- okay. I'm y- Flemish. Yeah. Uh, y- um, you
2: know, as far as I know, P- Paula is Flemish and not bluish. She doesn't even look bluish. <laughs> <laughs> And I should know I represent the bluish people on this show. All right. Um, go on, Tony, with your okay. questions.
1: Okay. Are you an adult or child?
0: I am an adult at this time.
1: Okay. Um, is your cough
0: wet or dry? Uh my cough is in the moment it's wet, but it's often dry as well. Ooh.
1: <laughs> Ooh, curveball. When did the cough start? <coughs>
0: in high school.
2: Oh my god. What period? It was
0: in Mrs. <laughs> Adams. It was in Miss Adams' uh, biography class.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. A biography class in high school. Fantastic. So that was uh, early. Uh, she taught in the morning, right? That was a morning class. It was in the afternoon. Oh, okay. um, excuse okay.
1: me, Doctor Hall is asking the questions, Mister. Okay, I'm just trying to get you yeah. some good information
2: here, but okay, Tony, yeah. go ahead.
0: This is this is what happens when you go in with your partner to the doctor's office. This is why it's good to leave the partner in the waiting room. Yep. Honey, can you step <laughs> out and read some magazines, please? I'm in with Doctor Hall right now. All right,
2: Dr. okay, Hall. okay. I'm, I'm I'll go read some magazines. <laughs>
1: Were you writing your own biography in Mrs. Adams' class or reading biographies?
0: Uh, we were reading biographies. Okay. Do you think that could have Is done it? Is that on your question sheet? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was just curious. Maybe she would read something about a person who had a chronic cough and then just like took that on herself.
0: Oh. oh so Point now you think you're the doctor. You think, go ahead. You think there's a psycho- psychological. Somatic- oh, I
2: see. Uh huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Do you
1: have I'm any out here mucus? in the waiting
2: area reading Cosmo, by oh the way.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> um, is there any mucus? And if so, what color is it?
0: Uh, I Yes, there is mucus. And I don't know what color it is. I don't. Oh. I don't inspect it.
3: Okay. Oh. Let me just say this. You
1: should, you should inspect you it. Need because di- you need to look. That so is Different gross.
3: colors mean different things. Well, you need to know.
0: Well, yeah. it changes based on the season. Like... um. I like autumnal phlegm.
2: It's beautiful. <laughs> Especially in California, a, autumnal phlegm can be really quite beautiful. Yeah, there's like a hue of red they, around the edges. Is that good? Yes, they, they say they say we don't have seasons here in L.A., but they don't know our phlegm. Yeah,
0: they're not talking about our phlegm. I thought you were reading magazines in the
2: other room. You're totally yeah. right. Go I'm learning logo. so much about my prostate right now. <laughs>
0: All right, go ahead Dr. Hall. Go ahead Dr. Hall. Okay. Dr. Hall, do you have a website? <laughs> Drhall.com.
1: Um, I don't have a a publicist though or uh, advertising advertising agency. She had a
0: whole advertising agency.
1: Um, have you been in close contact with people with any respiratory infections such as the common cold, tuberculosis, pneumonia, or whooping cough?
0: Well, you know, there's another common infection. I don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> it's COVID-19. Is that, Dr. Hall, have you heard of COVID-19? Um, no, not that I know of. Not not that I know of. What about, of course... Think about that biography class. Oh. Oh, wait a yeah.
2: minute. We read the... You could have caught something from one of those kids in the, in the class.
0: No. Who, who was the... Uh... Oh, who was the guy that? Who was the playwright that died of tuberculosis? Uh,
3: um, all of them.
0: All of them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was... Playwright way to go. Yeah. <clears throat> Chekhov.
0: Was it? No, it wasn't Chekhov. I no. mean, he may have. Oh, that, I guess a lot of them did then, because none none of these are who I'm thinking of. Um. All right. So, uh, I can't remember whose biography Eugene we read. Eugene O'Neill. Yes, that's who I was thinking of, Eugene O'Neill. Um,
3: she just Googled that.
0: <laughs> I did. <laughs> Doctor, I would rather I had your complete attention than you Googling.
1: I Let's uh, you, keep, I, you do let's have keep these questions
2: attention. going. Or we're never going to get through a diagnosis. Dr.
0: Google.
1: No, I'm almost there. Okay. Um, okay. And you said you have asthma. I correct? do. Yes. Okay. <laughs> So I think you have some kind of chronic cough.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tony, were you filling out like a WebMD online questionnaire just now? No.
1: So this is what I think you should do. I think sucking on hard candies will help. <clears throat> um, take some Pepsid. And some
2: Tums and Prilosec, Pepcid, oh. and Tums. So, t- t- Tony, you're, you're you're going with Bonnie's diagnosis that there's a I am going with Bonnie's a re-
1: diagnosis a like reflux know. thing happening reflex. here. I think uh, it's know, acid reflux.
0: T- t- uh, Doctor Hull, um, if you would ask me for an adjective and a verb, um, then I I would have guessed that you were filling out a Mad Libs on me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, did, it did kind of come across that way yeah um yeah I, you know what
0: i feel so much better J- all right just so the <laughs> just so the listeners know um i, I uh, well wendell uh rigged up it, over the years they have edited my cough out of out of the the uh podcast, and then Wendell rigged up a, a cough button that I pushed to turn my mic off when I cough, which is why, in case you were wondering why you never hear me cough, that's why. Whereas, if if you, you know, if you happen to be in my backyard, um, well, first of all, you're trespassing, but second of all, you would hear me <laughs> coughing.
2: Well, I I have to say, Paula, that um, I'm a little bit persuaded by uh, doctors, um uh, hull and Burns, because because uh, although uh, you have told me that you have allergies and asthma, I've the only evidence of allergies and asthma that I've ever witnessed with you is the coughing.
0: No. No, I'm constantly blowing my nose. I'm always negotiating some form of,
2: uh, you know. Yeah. Phlegm. Phlegm. Effluvium. Yeah. Okay, well. Well, you know what? It's not up for me to judge. I, uh, you know, uh, these doctors have rendered their opinion, but now we're going to take that and, and run run that somewhat <laughs> dubious information through the pounce oh, no. pounceinator. i so we'll I've have an extra so... level of unreliability.
0: <laughs> I, I have I have learned so much. Uh, this has been so instructive, Doctor Oz, Doctor Phil. Thank you. Um,
2: All right, so let's send it through the Paula? Paula.
0: So, Sophie Taft, uh, kicking ass on the West African harp tonight. Thank you so much. If I could have a little background music, I will tell you what the pounce donator just spit out. Bonnie says Burns and Hull Cough Clinic may I help you. Me. I've had a chronic cough for about 40 years and I was hoping I could get an appointment to have it checked out. Bonnie. Oh my, how long have you had it? Me, for about 40 years. Bonnie, that's a lot of ears. I don't know if we can help with that many ears. Me, not not ears, 40 years. Bonnie. Oh, I wondered, because 40 years. that is a lot of ears. And I don't care what country you're from. Is it a, is it a productive cough? Me, uh, well, I, I guess. Bonnie, well, then why would you want to get rid of it? I'd kill to be productive. I haven't been off this couch for a week. I haven't washed my hair. Me, coughing can really be tiring. Bonnie, I guess that's true. And of course, you can't hide from anyone. Me, I I hadn't been worried about that, but you're right. It would be hard to hide from anyone. Bonnie, who are you trying to hide from? This could be more of a psychosomatic problem, really. Me, it's a physiological problem. Are you going to help me or not? (laughs) Bonnie, There's no shame in having a psychosomatic cough. It, it sounds like a cry for help. You're not hiding. You just want to be seen. I see you. I want you to know I see you. Me. Can I speak to Dr. Hall? Bonnie. There's there's no Dr. Gull here. Maybe you just want to be free like a gull soaring over the ocean. Me, not Dr. Gull, Dr. Hall, Bonnie, oh, I'm sorry, she's Googling right now. Can I have her call you? Me, yes, please. Bonnie, what is this regarding? Me,
2: click. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. (laughs) So <laughs> Dr. Bonnie Burns and Dr. Tony Anita Hall, thank you for sharing your medical wisdom with us <laughs> and without making us fill out forms.
0: You guys were fantastic. So yeah, in, so informative. I just feel uh, you're America's doctors at this point.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we're just going to need you to fill out a couple of forms on your way out. Cheryl's going to take care of that.
0: <laughs> it was a real treat. Cheryl? Thank you. Yeah, Cheryl. The the first Cheryl, not the second Cheryl.
2: Yeah. Meanwhile, I learned so much from Cosmo just now, so I'm I'm ready to go. <laughs> you were
0: just out there in the waiting room.
2: Oh, yeah. Next, nobody sent us more stories about their ants. Ant stories. That's coming up after this. <laughs> Fun fact humans are the only animal that can blush. Well, except for ducks, but they are shameless. <laughs> All right, everybody, it is time for ant stories. Paula, this is one of my favorite times of the year, the ant story time of year. Uh, <laughs> nobody's oh, have said yeah. the stories about our favorite relatives, the ant. And as Agatha Christie said, every man should have ants. They illustrate the triumph of guesswork over logic. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm going to miss <laughs> Ken Zebnick so much. Let's hear some stories about ants from nobodies around the country. Tony Nita Hall, you want to step up to the mic?
1: I'm ready. Okay. So this one is from Martha Armstrong. My aunt, for whom I was named, was a real character. When she came to visit us in Nashville, my parents took her to the Grand Ole Opry. When Minnie Pearl came on stage and shouted out her traditional greeting of, Howdy! My aunt stood up in the balcony and shouted right back at her, Howdy to you too! She tried to fix my girlfriend and me up with surfer, quote, dudes in Panama City by shouting down at them from the porch, Here they are, boys. When she and my <laughs> uncle married, they were both in their 30s. They had a civil ceremony in front of the justice of the peace and planned a short, quiet getaway honeymoon. But they didn't plan on taking along one of their wedding, quote, gifts a goat. But the goat went with them and then was placed with friends who had a farm. She lived to be 96 years old and was funny and crazy, but smart and irreverent. Hope I live up to
0: her standards. Martha Armstrong.
2: Wow. Wow. That
0: sounds, that is a great aunt.
2: She's a fantastic uh, aunt, but not a great aunt.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, fantastic aunt. Howdy. (laughs) Um. That's how Minnie Pearl used to say it. Howdy. Uh wow, that's wonderful. So what I'm wondering is if uh Martha the niece ever married any of those surfer dudes.
2: Well, I think it's implied that she did.
0: Here they We're- are, boys. <laughs> that's a nice introduction right there. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, that that, cool. that would
2: bring me to the yard right away. Uh, All right, Tony. Go t- ahead. In fact, that's <laughs> how I <laughs> met. That's how I met Jeannie. Her mom yelled, "Here she is, boys!"
0: Yeah, and you, and you fought your way to the front of the I pack. Fought my way to that's, the front of the line.
2: Yeah, that was yeah, that. that's a,
0: that's a a yeah. beautiful story.
2: All right, Tony. What else do you have?
1: This is from Kathy Adler. My auntie Irene took several of us cousins aged 10 to 15 to see the Beatles in Hard Day's Night at the local theater with a purse full of her regular movie treats. Bologna on white bread with mustard sandwiches wrapped in wax paper.
0: (laughs) I don't think, I've never known anyone to, um, yeah, to have bologna sandwiches in the movie theater. That is...
2: I got to tell That's you, that twist. sounds fantastic to me, though.
0: Oh, my God. I hate I always, bologna. I,
2: I always get a little tired of like movie snacks uh, in movie theaters. But a, a bologna sandwich with mustard? I'm in. Aunt oh, Irene, take no. me to the movies.
0: Take me to the movies. <laughs> I had an Aunt Irene, by the way, Kathy Adler. I had a great Aunt Irene. And I'm sure I've told you this story before, but she used to choose snuff. It was so disgusting. Ugh. I'm,
2: yes, that is disgusting. I'm a,
0: She held it in her mouth like this, and she talked like this. And I wouldn't have even taken a bowling sandwich from her.
2: (laughs) You know, (laughs) this isn't an auntie story but a a grandma story. My my grandmother, uh, who I loved, died when I was quite young, like four or five. But I remember that, like, when we went to events together, like movies or basketball games, she would, our favorite treat in the world, me and my brother, was when she would give us sugar cubes. And I remember learning years later that she was handing us, like, diner packages of sugar cubes that she'd filched on her way out the door of various <laughs> eating establishments. To me, it was the greatest treat in the world. Only later did I learn that she was, you know, picking them up for free from, you know, while, while having her breakfast donut.
0: <laughs> you, you will probably never come even close to getting polio.
2: No, that's right. i'm I'm pol- I've been polio free for years.
0: <laughs> you, probably, you were you were vaccinated for polio
2: thousands of times, times over. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, did you and your brother used to run? and did you do it on four legs? because that could be another clue to why she was giving you these.
2: well, yeah, but what kid doesn't run on four legs really fast?
0: Yeah, yeah, you know what? Your what? poor grandmother was so brain-addled by this point in her life she thought you and your brother were horses adam that's why oh. she would... did she sometimes <laughs> give you a carrot
2: always she yeah. would she would call us over to the fence with a carrot oh yeah. that you, explains so you, much
0: it, yeah exactly
2: and that ex- also explains why i learned how to count by stomping my foot yeah oh my gosh this is an embarrassing family story Wow, this turned way more humiliating. I thought, Tony, can you bail us out with another anti story?
1: Yes, of course. This is from Samantha Down. My great aunt Betty had two toy poodles, muffin and midnight back in the 90s. She had a haircut that matched theirs, whether she realized she had done it or not. Short and <laughs> puffy on top, crimped down the sides. Aunt Betty used to trick us kids into doing things for her, like rubbing lotion on her feet. She was so consistently tanned, her skin became positively leathery in her older years. She used her bra, as most women use a purse. Everything she needed was in it. (laughs) Lipstick, money, ID, Kleenex, car keys, fingernail clippers, and scissors, cigarettes, and a lighter. She worked at a truck stop and had been married to a truck driver who passed away in his truck after suffering a heart attack. She probably had tried every illicit substance that was ever
0: offered to her. Samantha down. Wow. Wow. That's a great... I like the idea... I like the bra as a purse thing. I I like that the bra had sort of a clown car feeling to it. Like she could reach in there. It was like the bag that Hermione used when she was traveling with Ron and Harry... Uh, right. she just reach in there and pull out like you know here's a you know like one of her, her anything um, could be grand... in it it was
2: like another Harry Potter reference it was like the it was the bra of requirement
0: exactly whatever like she, she needed
2: what... she could reach in there and get it from her cleavage
0: yeah the kids could have said to her you know we were supposed to look something up in an encyclopedia and she would have looked into her bra and said uh, what letter <laughs>
2: We love your uh, your Aunt Betty, your great Aunt Betty.
0: <laughs> oh, is Aunt Betty? I was thinking, it was her, of course it's not her grandmother. Of course it was her aunt. What was I thinking? Well, Tony, these are fabulous aunt stories. Thank you nobody's. Thank you, Tony.
2: Yes, this has kind of become one of my favorite and and the only folksy thing that we do on this show. I'm I'm loving the aunt stories. So, uh, keep them coming. We'll we'll ask for them more in the future because um it seems like there's a bottomless supply. Uh, Paul, what's going on in your Poundstone product empire this week?
0: Well, Adam, Poundstone Industries, also known as Lipstick Nancy Incorporated, is negotiating the twists and turns of the changing business world like a precision driver. The store at PaulaPoundstone.com is a portal to every cat's happiness because there you can order a Poundstone Pussy Pillow, a catnip-filled 4-inch by 5-inch pillow with a grommet so you can tie a string to it and drag it around to further entice Fluffy. It has a cat choke on one side, and I'll autograph it to your cat on the other side. This just scratches the surface, Adam. But, Heidi...
2: Oh yeah, we know. And uh just to remind everybody, the um the Starburn Sports Cybercast is still going strong. We've been doing a uh me and Jeff Cesario have been doing a covering a different sport just about every week, but baseball's coming back right around the corner. And you can find out all about it by just visiting my Twitter uh page um at Adam Felber. Sounds exciting, doesn't it? It does sound exciting. <laughs> Subscribe to this podcast. It's free. You'll get it every week at no charge. And if there's a subject or topic you want to know more about, just tell us. We're at nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com and we will not make you fill out any forms. Once again, that's nobody to Paula at gmail.com. No forms necessary. That's our show. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam the Felber. Special thanks to our house band, Sophie Taft. Yay. Yeah. No thanks to our guest who didn't show up because we did. We, we disinvited her, Dr. Jones. Yay! Yay! Our show is produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lazebnik. We love you, Ken. Antonia Nita Hull. Mixing by Woo! Michael Hoagie, Star Burns. Burn Stars production by Land Romo. Transcription services for the show provided by Transcribe Me, a premier internationally used transcription service. Use code Paula Poundstone when placing your order at TranscribeMe.com to receive an expedited service.
0: That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? I am so excited about the sports simulcast. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty exciting stuff. Oh my gosh! So it's baseball, and then
2: talking. Sometimes, some t- yes, yes. We, uh, oh. I, I thought I would describe this in detail several times. You, you watch TV. You turn down the sound, and you turn us up. Mm-hmm. So,
0: so you guys are playing baseball. You and Jeff Cesari no. are playing
2: baseball. No, 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 no. We're, we're we're announcing baseball, but in a comedic fashion. And sometimes we You're do announcing. football and basketball. I, f- I feel like I feel like we've been over this.
0: Wait a minute, you're announcing baseball, so you go like, here's baseball, but it's in a comedic fashion? <laughs> no, no, so, I- absolutely so not. So then That's Jeff goes, where? Where, Adam? Where's the baseball? I don't see the baseball. And you go, come on, Jeff, it's in, it's in your pants. That's the baseball. It's like that?
2: Uh, it's nothing at all like that. But I, I, I feel like you, you're funny with me.
0: No, no, it's baseball... And you watch it, and you watch you and Jeff play baseball. Do you have uniforms? No, we you don't play baseball. We're the commentators. Oh. Do you slide? Do you slide into... We've had a baseball commentator on this show. Do you ever say to Jeff, and you're out? Well, no, that would be an umpire. Oh. Oh. So there's no umpires?
2: No, they are on bike. Let's just listen to this theme
1: song. a podcast, a podcast network.